0: Chapter Fifteen of *The Mystery of the Ravenspurs* by Fred M. White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen, Ralph Ravenspur's Conceit. I should like to know why you wanted the ivory picture. It was Geoffrey who asked the question. He and Ralph Ravenspur were moving along the lanes that led up to the cliffs. They were deep lanes, with overhanging edges on either side, lanes where it was not easy for two conveyances to pass. "'I dare say you would,' Ralph replied. "'But not at present. In due course you must know everything. Geoffrey. you are fond of novel reading?' "'Yes, especially books of the Gaborio type. And yet in all my reading—' i never knew a more thrilling mystery than that of the ivory portrait you had a good look at it then of course i did the likeness to marion was amazing it might have been her own photograph on the ivory it was the same yet not the same marion transformed to an avenging fury an ancestress of hers no doubt "'Of course. The idea of it being Marion herself is out of the question.' "'That you may dismiss at once,' Ralph said. "'The age of the medallion proves that, and Marion is an angel.' "'She is. Uncle Ralph, I am fearfully puzzled. "'What can Marion's queer ancestors and all that kind of thing "'have to do with our family terror?' Ralph declined to say, beyond the fact that there was a connection. A horseman was coming pounding down the lane, and he stepped aside instinctively. "'Jessop,' he murmured. "'I can tell by the trot of his horse.' "'Jessop, one of the farmers on the estate, it was.' Geoffrey regarded his companion admiringly. He seemed to be able to dispense with the eyes altogether. A long course of training in woodcraft stood him in good stead now. The apple-cheeked farmer pulled up so as to pass the squires at a walking pace. "Morning, Jessop!' Geoffrey cried cheerfully. "'Where are you going dressed in your best? And what are you doing with that feminine-looking box?' the big man grinned sheepishly riding into town he explained fact is missus and myself have got a lodger a great lady who's taken our drawing-room and two bedrooms they do say it's going to be the fashion for the quality to spend their holidays right in the country it's a rare help to us these hard times ralph ravenspur turned round suddenly upon his nephew is it a fact he demanded is it as jessop says i believe so Geoffrey replied i know that for the last five years the influx of visitors along this lonely coast has been steadily growing IT SEEMS TO HAVE BECOME QUITE THE THING FOR GOOD-CLASS PEOPLE TO TAKE COTTAGES AND FARMHOUSES MILES AWAY FROM EVERYWHERE, BUT I HAVE NOT HEARD OF ANY OF OUR TENANTS HAVING THEM BEFORE. I BE THE FIRST HERE, SIR, Jessop REPLIED. THE LADY CAME OVER AND SAID SHE HAD BEEN RECOMMENDED TO COME TO US. NOT AS I WANTED HER AT FIRST, BUT SIX GUINEAS A WEEK FOR TWO MONTHS ain't TO BE DESPISED but the lady has a power of parcels to be fetched and carried surely that's why i'm off to town jessop touched his hat and rode on for a time ralph was silent it's some time since i last visited an english watering place he said and scarborough was the spot in question WE HAD A FURNISHED HOUSE THERE ONE SEASON, A GOOD HOUSE, WELL FURNISHED AND BEAUTIFULLY SITUATED. WE PAID EIGHT POUNDS A WEEK FOR IT, AND IT WAS CONSIDERED TO BE A LOT OF MONEY. DON'T YOU THINK THAT JESSOP'S LODGER MUST BE A VERY EXTRAVAGANT KIND OF WOMAN?" Geoffrey LAUGHED. LIKE MOST YOUNG MEN BORN TO THE PURPLE, HE HAD A LIGHT ESTIMATE OF THE VALUE OF money now you come to think of it perhaps so he said over at brig the farmers fancy they do well if they get ten shillings a room for the week again ralph was thoughtful he and his companion came up out of the lane and then it dawned upon Geoffrey that the other had turned not toward the cliffs as arranged but inland in the direction of jessop's farm There was a long, deep lane to the west side of the stone farmhouse into which Ralph turned. From a gap in the hedge, a peep into the garden could be obtained. There was a trim lawn bordered by old-fashioned flowers, two bay windows led from the house to the garden. These bay windows led from the showrooms of the house, rooms never opened except on state occasions the house might have been made fit for anybody with very little alteration ralph sat down in the grass and slowly filled an aged black pipe i'm going to smoke here while you see mrs jessop i have a fancy to find out all about this fashionable lady who buries herself in the country like this call it curiosity if you like but do as i ask you if you can see the lady so much the better geoffrey agreed cheerfully a moment or two later and he was gossiping with the buxom farmer's wife in the kitchen a glass of amber home-brewed ale before him he was a favorite with the tenantry and none the less beloved because of the cloud that was hanging over him it does one's eyes good to see you again mr geoffrey "'Mrs. Jessop cried. "'And you so cheerful and bright and all, dear, dear. "'I'm main sorry I can't ask you in the parlour, "'but we've got a lodger.' "'So Jessop told me. "'Not that I don't feel far more comfortable here. "'And what may your distinguished visitor be like, Mrs. Jessop?' "'Dark and handsome, and dressed over so.' might be a princess who had just slipped off her throne and clever she has books and books some in languages that look like chinese puzzles some great society dame no doubt i shouldn't be surprised mr jeffrey but not english i should fancy though she speaks the language as well as you or i and simple too just tea and toast for breakfast with a little meat and rice for luncheon and dinner with stewed fruit and she never drinks anything but water what she spends a week in food wouldn't keep one of our laborers and she had pounds worth of hothouse flowers sent from york every day mrs Jessop paused There was a rustling of something rich, and a lady entered the kitchen. Geoffrey rose instantly from the table upon which he had been seated. He saw a tall woman who might have been anything between thirty and fifty years of age, a woman of great beauty. It was the hard, commanding style of beauty that men call regal. She might have been a queen but for the faint suggestion of the adventurous about her. To Geoffrey's bow, she made the slightest possible haughty recognition. "'I'm going out, Mrs. Jessop,' she said. "'I shall be back to luncheon. "'If a telegram should happen to come for me, "'I shall be along the cliffs between here and Bowhaven.' She flashed out of the kitchen, all rustling and gleaming, and leaving the faint suggestion of some intoxicating perfume behind her. And yet, notwithstanding her proud indifference, it seemed to Geoffrey that she had regarded him with more than passing interest for just the moment. "'She is very beautiful,' he said. "'She is a total stranger to me, and yet she reminds me of somebody else, somebody whose name I can't recall.' but who is totally different it is a strange sort of feeling that i cannot explain she's interested for all her haughtiness said mrs jessop i'm sure if she has asked me one question about your family she has asked a thousand geoffrey strolled away round the house there was a short cut to the place where ralph was seated and this shortcut lay along the lawn geoffrey's feet made no noise as he passed the window of the sitting-room he looked in the place was full of flowers white flowers everywhere there were azaleas and geraniums and carnations with delicate foliage of tender green thousands of blooms arranged wherever a specimen glass or a bowl could go Standing with his back to the window, a man was arranging them, and the man was a Hindu or other Eastern, one of the men Geoffrey had seen going through that queer incantation on the cliffs. Strange, more than strange, that Mrs. Jessop had said nothing of him. Geoffrey prudently slipped away before he had been seen. He found his uncle doggedly smoking under the hedge. He looked like patience personified. Well, he said, have you anything wonderful to relate? Pretty well, Geoffrey replied. To begin with, I have actually seen the lady. Ah, but go on. Tell me everything, everything, mind, to the minutest detail geoffrey proceeded to explain whether he was interesting his listener or not he could not tell for ralph had assumed his most wooden expression indeed a casual spectator would have said that he was not paying the slightest attention then he began to ask questions in a languid way but geoffrey could see that they were all to the point i should not be surprised he said if the man you saw in the house was one of the men you saw on the cliffs. Mrs. Jessop said nothing about him, because she knew nothing. So he was arranging the lady's flowers. What flowers? Azaleas and carnations and geraniums. Nothing else? Well, there may be worse taste, if there can be bad taste with flowers. Any colour? "'Yes, they were all white. "'I was a little surprised at that, "'considering that the lady was so dark and eastern-looking. "'Of course you ascertained her name?' "'Indeed. "'I did nothing of the kind. "'I forgot all about it. "'But I had a good look at her, "'and the description I gave you is quite correct. "'Uncle, I don't want to seem unduly curious.' BUT I FANCY YOU EXPECTED TO FIND THIS LADY HERE." Ralph rose to his feet slowly and knocked out the ashes of his pipe. He turned his face toward the castle. "'I am not altogether surprised,' he said. Not another word was said for some time. Ralph appeared to be deeply cogitating, so deeply that Geoffrey asked of what he was thinking i was thinking ralph said slowly yet dryly and with the same dense manner that a pair of dark gold-rimmed glasses would improve my personal appearance chapter fifteen